President Thomas Jefferson very famously at the end of his life around 1820 took his Bible, his actual physical Bible, and took a scissors. Maybe you know this story. And he cut sections out of the story of the life of Jesus. Sections that involved the supernatural. Any section that seemed to indicate that Jesus might be divine. Any of the stories of the miracles that are in the New Testament, particularly in the story of Jesus, he cut them also out. And that Bible is known as the uh, Jefferson Bible, and you can see it in the Smithsonian today. What I would like to do this evening with you is something a little bit similar. And I must say for full disclosure that I got this idea from a colleague of mine who's the pastor at Levington, Leverington Presbyterian Church in Roxborough. So I'm using this format, but my content is quite different than his. But this is his idea. And what I'd like to do tonight is just briefly look at this story of uh, right around the birth of Jesus, Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. First of all, reading it and cutting out the, 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 the spiritual, the divine parts. And just try to look at what it would have been like for those three people on this night. You might call it in terms that we use here quite often, a man's space. And then I'd like to focus on just the, the divine, the supernatural parts that, that come in and explain and, and give the meaning of the events that are happening. And again, in language that we use here often, you could call that God's space. So that's what we're going to do this evening. Now, Matthew says the birth of Jesus took place in this way. It's just a statement of what happened. It's just history. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, to shame resolved to divorce her quietly. Mary was engaged to Joseph. That probably happened in the most normal of ways. There was nothing uh, special or super about it. It's just what all kinds of young couples have done throughout all the years. They kept themselves from sexual intercourse during the time of their engagement. The Bible's quite clear on that. And still, Mary became pregnant. There is some historical indication of an ugly rumor that Jesus was the son of Mary either through an indiscretion or perhaps having been raped by a Roman soldier. There were Roman soldiers all over the place there, and this was a time of conflict. And when Joseph realized what had happened, he was, of course, devastated, as you can imagine. Either she had betrayed him, or perhaps he was, just like her, the victim of an assault. But being a man of character, a man of good heart, he wanted to do what was right and just put her away, put her away privately and spare her the shame. That's just what was happening on the ground. Those were the events. Two young people caught up 
in events that happen sometimes to lots of different people. And in those days, says Luke, a decree, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world, world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. A very specific moment in history. An emperor, Caesar, a governor, Quirinius, a registration, or today in today's language, we might call it, they're going to raise taxes. So everyone was returning to their home. And Joseph and Mary felt obliged, forced, forced, mandated by government. We know something about government mandates. To take this trip, to go to Bethlehem, this long road, Mary, pregnant, late in her pregnancy. Arriving in Bethlehem, it's most likely that they stayed with family or friends in a room that would have been also used by the animals at night because Bethlehem was crowded. She goes into labor and she births this baby as this young girl. They're in a place where they wouldn't choose to be. And imagine how lonely, how abandoned, how alienated they must have felt and how worried about how things were going to turn out. Where were they going to be able to stay? How were they going to finance this? What about the health of Mary? Can you imagine Joseph's worry? What about the health of the baby? What was going to happen next? How long would they have to stay in Bethlehem? What was going to be the amount of the taxes? When could they go back? And if they went back, what would the community back in Nazareth think of this? What kind of shame might they face? What kind of damage to their reputation? What's the future of this child going to be? What, how are people going to look at him, especially if he might have been the product of a Roman? Can you imagine all these feelings just swirling around in their minds? These are not primitive people. These are people like you and me who live life, who think about things, who experience things who don't know a lot, just like you and me. That's man's space. Now here comes God's space, God's word. 
from Matthew. The birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. But now from the other side. Mary was found to be with child. How? From the Holy Spirit. See this totally new thing that's happening? But as Joseph considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. Don't be afraid. Joseph, don't be afraid. I know you are afraid, and you have every reason to be afraid, but don't be. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. See, God shines his light onto this story. It says, this child is not from some liaison somewhere, from some indiscretion. It's not, he's not here as the result of an assault. This is the Holy Spirit at work. And the child's name will be Jesus, which means Savior. For he shall save his people from their sins. All that's broken with society. All that's damaged. All that's violence. All that's cruel. All that's sinful. He's going to save you. This boy. And this is not just some random event. This is not just some coming together of circumstances. This has been planned and foretold. This is part of a long story. And what's the heart of this story? Emmanuel, God with you. Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. Don't you see? God is with you. Do you see how man's space and God's space connects. In our normal daily lives, just as we go through them every day, Monday through Saturday, Monday through Sunday, school, at work, at home, the supermarket, on the road, watching the news, this ugly rumor, not much has changed. There's indiscretion, there's shame, there's abuse, there's government interference, there's difficult travel, there are health concerns that we all have, financial concerns, relationship concerns. How is this going to work out? Professional concerns. What about that job? What about that career? What's it, what's it going to be? What's it going to turn? How is it going to turn out? And there's the community concerns that we have. What about our economics? What about our politics? What about the violence that's among us? What about the oppression that's among us? What's going to happen? 
We go through life and our focus can be on our space. And Christmas invites us, as probably no other time of the year does, by using this word incarnation, by using this word Emmanuel, God with us, that God's space, which is real, meets our space, which is real, that the Holy Spirit is present, that sin does not have the last word, and that God is with us, and that we are never, we have never been, we are not at this moment, and we will never be in the future alone. And that message breaks in to the reality of our lives on this Christmas. Amen.